This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Thursday, October 21st. Brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Uncertain path for beefville. EU help wanted on China and better antibiotic tracking urged. House Ag moving a series of bills. The House Agriculture Committee is slated to take up seven pieces of legislation today, including some priority issues for the top two members of the committee. Committee Chairman David Scott of Georgia is the lead sponsor on a bill to expand scholarships to historically black land-grant institutions. The committee's senior Republican, Representative Glenn G.T. Thompson of Pennsylvania, has a bill uh, to research and manage the spread of chronic wasting disease in deer, elk, and moose. The bills also include the beef contract reporting bill we reported on yesterday that's aimed at increasing price transparency. What's next? Well, an extension of the livestock mandatory reporting law could serve as a vehicle for moving the contract library bill across the House floor. But industry groups may be reluctant to back that approach unless there's broad congressional support. We would be a little bit concerned with anything that could weigh down LMR's chances of getting extended because without LMR, the number one transparency tool that we have available to us today automatically goes away. Now, that's not something we are willing to play around with, says Tanner Beamer, a lobbyist with the National Cattlemen's Beef Association. There's a similar contract library bill in the Senate that pursues wider reforms. The holdout? Well, the House bill is backed by several groups, including the U.S. Cattlemen's Association, as well as NCBA. But a third producer group, RCAF USA, isn't on board. RCAF CEO Bill Bullard tells AgriPulse that broader marketplace reform is needed first. Adding transparency to a market that is dysfunctional will have little value, Bullard said. U.S. Ambassador to China nominee. EU help needed. Nicholas Burns, President Joe Biden's nominee for ambassador to China, says the U.S. needs help from the European Union to confront Beijing over its aggressive trade tactics as well as its human rights violations and threatening behavior toward Hong Kong and Taiwan. We need to stand up together, Europeans and Americans, and on the Uyghur issue on Tibet and on Hong Kong and Taiwan, Burns told the Senate Foreign Relations Committee on Wednesday, and we need to be together on trade because both of us together are victims of Chinese unfair trade practices. Think of the power of the EU, the U.S., and perhaps Japan working together. Now take note, Burns says he backs U.S. Trade Representative Catherine Tai's plan to focus on getting China to fulfill its pledges under the Phase 1 trade pact negotiated by the Trump administration. While China has fallen short on promises to buy U.S. products, Beijing has mostly lived up to commitments to purchase U.S. ag commodities over the past two years. U.S. farm groups have been lobbying Thai to negotiate a new purchase commitments in a Phase 2 deal. We'll have more AgriPulse Daybreak after this. 
Dairy Management Incorporated serves America's 34,000-plus dairy farmers and dairy importers by managing research and marketing programs aimed at promoting dairy consumption and protecting the good image of dairy farmers, dairy products, and the dairy industry. Funded entirely by dairy farmers, DMI has distinguished itself as a strategic consultant and valuable resource to businesses and organizations in the food and beverage sector that seek to increase sales and raise their image through the innovative use of dairy and dairy ingredients. Welcome back to AgriPulse Daybreak. China takes the thrashing at WTO meeting. China's trade record and membership in the World Trade Organization have been under review in Geneva this week. During an online meeting yesterday, there were some compliments for China expressed by members like Switzerland and Hong Kong, which has become increasingly under Chinese control. But the U.S., Australia, Canada, Japan, India, and South Korea heaped criticism on Beijing, accusing it of unfair trade tactics and flouting WTO rules. Japan stressed that China's subsidies and opaque trade policies raise a fundamental challenge to free and fair competition, particularly on industrial support, one trade official said. The U.S. said China had failed to fully embrace the open, market-oriented policies on which the WTO was founded, the official said. Study. Better ag antibiotic tracking needed. A new study from the National Academy of Sciences, Engineering, and Medicine recommends some steps the federal government and agriculture industry could take to prevent the spread of antibiotic-resistant bacteria. To improve the tracking of antibiotic usage, the study says FDA should promote the use of electronic prescriptions for use in animals. FDA also should encourage farmers and veterinarians to share information about the dose, duration, and reasons for antibiotic usage, the report says. The report notes adequate biosecurity measures, good husbandry, and other practices used in modern animal production systems can greatly reduce, sometimes eliminate, the need for antimicrobials in animal agriculture. But the report says new animal vaccines are also needed. FDA. Pesticide residue findings remain low. FDA has issued its latest annual report on pesticide residues in foods, this one covering testing that occurred during the 2019 fiscal year. Overall, about 1% of domestic samples and 11% of samples of imported products had chemical residues that violated EPA limits. Nearly three-quarters of the samples were taken from imports. The results are consistent with the trend of low levels of pesticide residue violations over the past eight years, the agency says. FDA is doing some additional sampling this year for cabbage, lemons, lettuce, and soybeans. The extra testing is targeted to commodities with violation rates near 10% and imported foods where FDA has relatively few samples. Drought leads to tight hay stocks. Hay prices have been on a steep rise since May. Stocks continue to tighten amid drought conditions, that according to an analysis by Rabobank. Alfalfa prices rose 13.6% from May through August, and they are expected to go higher. 
Governors in Wyoming, Montana, South Dakota, and North Dakota have eased regulations on truckers to speed hay deliveries. Alfalfa exports this year are relatively flat, except for shipments to China, that according to the report. Here's today's He Said It. As the ongoing COVID-19 pandemic has taught us, we must confront our vulnerabilities to pathogens in ways we haven't before. That Guy Palmer, a professor of public health of Washington State University, who chaired the National Academies Committee that studied the problem of antibiotic resistance. Well, that's Daybreak for this Thursday, October 21st. Brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Daly.